Oh, I'm I'm live. I'm al- I'm live and I'm alive. That's exactly how you want to be on a Monday night at 9:17 p.m. Well, I dare say, how you guys been? Yeah, oh, that's good. Glad to hear that. Oh, really? Okay, I don't need your life story, guys. Just bring it down a notch. <laughs> this is apparently the Toronto Dad Beer Podcast. Um, hey, kids, what's going down? Might sound a little gravelly still, but I'm feeling pretty much better. A little <clears throat> catch every once in a while. Not even quite a cough, I would say. More of a catch. More of a catch. But we are back. I am sorry about last week. Um, I'd say I don't know what happened, but I know exactly what happened. Uh, and uh, it's just not a good look. I just forgot. I didn't go to work on Monday because of the whole COVID thing. And uh, I forgot. So that's what you get. You don't get COVID, but you get a bad memory. But that's actually probably more from all the concussions, if I'm honest. But, you know, that's not what we're here to talk about. You don't need to hear about my neurological problems. No. You need to hear about what we're drinking tonight. Now, guys, this is, of course, the one and only Toronto Beer Podcast with your host, myself, Chris Schreier. But top secret, guys, I drink other stuff sometimes. I do. So tonight we're drinking something different. It was my, it's it's not my birthday yet, actually. My birthday is on Wednesday. If you are listening to this on the pod, in the feed, I have no idea when you're listening to it, but you might be listening before my birthday. If you're watching on Instagram and YouTube, hey guys, hello everybody. Uh, It's still a few days away, too, if I'm specific. Uh, But we had a bit of a, a do, a bit of a party for me on Saturday. Now, let's be clear, friends, very responsible. We were outside. We had plenty of space. We had hand sanitizer, disposable plates and cups, the whole bit. We went, we went the whole way, uh, but had about, I think at, I think at the peak, probably around 20 people. So well within Toronto's guidelines, we were good. And, uh, most people were pretty well behaved. Um, I got pretty drunk. So I'm not 100% sure if my social distancing held up, but that's neither here nor there. For the most part, we were all pretty responsible. So had a bit of a party and a dear friend of mine, friend of the pod, uh, got me this delightful bottle of Kentucky bourbon. One of my favorites, in fact. This, of course, Basil Hayden's Kentucky bourbon whiskey. Sometimes they say straight Kentucky. Makes it sound like a cowboy. I'm going to drink some straight Kentucky. Let's see how this does with the uh, Foley. Now, I've opened this already, so you're not going to get... This isn't a new open. This is a... Okay, here we go. It's a cork, though, so get ready. Well, that was very quiet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure YouTube and Instagram did not get that. I might be able to boost it a bit in post. And look at this. You know what this is, guys? If you're watching at home, this is a whiskey glass. These are, these are peak uh, douchebag hipster. If you got if you got some of these, I got this at a Dewar's event, John Dewar and Sons Limited. It's amazing what they give you at these things, man. I also got a bottle of really nice whiskey, but that's long gone. Neither here nor there. Let's uh, let me. Uh, uh, this is where I always end up hitting my microphone. Here we go. Uh, not going to be much in the way of foley on that. That is a generous pour. Guess who's not going to work tomorrow? This guy. I'm on holiday now. Last week I was on quarantine. This week I'm on holiday. Do you want to know how they're different? I don't know. 
<laughs> one one I had to plan and the other one just came on me. Anyway. Why am I drinking bourbon? Aside from the fact that, good golly, I do like bourbon. Um, bourbon and beer are actually eh, sort of related. Depends how you... Depends how you like to spin it, I guess. We'll talk about bourbon in a second. Let's talk about this bourbon right now. Any of you guys out there like bourbon? Yeah, get some nods and thumbs up or whatever we do on these platforms. There we go, hands up. See, who doesn't like a good bit of bourbon? Okay, first thing you need to know about the difference between beer and bourbon. You got to be careful with the old snifter. Because if you a little too hard, you might find that you tear up a little. And not because you're excited or happy, but because there's a lot of alcohol in here. So a uh, good tip, um, friend of the pod, to use that term twice in about three minutes, uh, Stephen Beaumont, who does not have a podcast, uh, but I believe has probably been on a few. Uh, he uh, told me this, and it's, it's very true. If you're drinking uh, beer and, and to some extent wine, when you, when you nose it, you keep your mouth closed. And just breathe through your nose, okay? When you're doing spirits or fortified wine, and some wines, if they're really punching you right up the schnauzer, open your mouth. So if you're watching the video, you'll see my mouth behind the glass is open. Could you see that? <laughs> Kids, it still kicks a little, but it makes it a lot easier to um, pull apart the smell because you're drawing some air in through your mouth, whether you mean to or not. So it, it reduces the aggressiveness a little bit. So that's what you'll see me do here. Mouth open, nice smell. Mm, vanilla for sure. Vanilla, very characteristic with bourbon. This guy's oaky too. Also, telling somebody that a bourbon has vanilla and oak in it is like telling somebody that chocolate has cocoa in it. That's kind of a prerequisite for a bourbon there, guys. But definitely, I get a bit of cinnamon. A bit of cinnamon and prunes, maybe? I think I get a bit of prune off of that. So, Mmm. <laughs> oh yeah it's obviously very oaky um yeah dark dark dried fruit prune or maybe maybe like fig oh yeah maybe a bit of fig or dates like that kind of chewy jamminess and cinnamon like it doesn't taste synthetic it doesn't taste faked but man there's a lot of cinnamon it's also it's a bit phenolic off the nose, which is a word we use to say it smells a little, think about like dry erase marker. Hmm. Yeah, like Christmas, Christmas pudding or Christmas cake almost. No ginger to speak of, obviously. Not obviously, there could be, but there isn't in this one. Cinnamony, a lot of dark fruit. Yeah, and by dark fruit, I mean dark dried fruit, not not plums, but prunes. Um, it's quite, I mean, quite warming. Uh, it's it's only, I say, 40%, um, but it's only 40%. Some bourbons, you'll get up into the 50s. Um, so this one's been cut down to normal range for most people. Um, there's a... Mm, There's a there's a hint of something on the end, bready almost like like or like proofing bread almost. 
It's not yeasty, though. I can't quite tell you what that, that is. Hmm. Oh, it's almost banana-y, kind of. But that's pretty minute on the finish. This guy, though, tons of vanilla and, and oak. They're, they're related. Uh, but yeah, a lot of cinnamon. And definitely, I'm going with dates, I think. And yes, I can tell the difference between a date and a fig by taste. You heard that first here. Mm, 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 mm. That is delightful. That makes, and I'm speaking from experience, a mean old-fashioned. But it's perfect right out of the bottle. Um, so, so bourbon. If you weren't one of the people who indicated that you are already a fan, and maybe if you already are, but you just don't know about this stuff, bourbon is whiskey made in America. Um, they make a couple of different types. Bourbon's one of them. Uh, one of the interesting characteristics of bourbon... Oh, hang on. I'm, sorry, as I'm talking, let me have another sip. Mm. It's rye. I think there's rye in this bourbon. I don't think it's a corn, straight corn bourbon. I've never actually read the label on this. Now I have. It doesn't seem to say anything about rye on it. With more rye than a traditional bourbon. Boom. Okay. Bourbon often is made with corn um, and to a lesser extent, malted barley and rye. Uh, and this one apparently has more than normal, which is explains some of that cinnamoniness and some of the spiciness. And I think is that breadiness I was getting at the end is a bit of a rye taste to it. Um, pardon me. Bourbon, American whiskey, generally a single pass through the still. Sometimes two, I'm told. I'm not a super bourbon expert, guys, but my understanding is it's one pass in the still. Uh, and then one of the keys to bourbon is it has to be put in fresh oak barrels. You can't make bourbon in a barrel that's been used for something else. Uh, this is unlike pretty much everything else. Uh, whiskey barrels get reused, plus they'll use old Armagnac barrels or old port barrels uh, for finishing. Um, and because of the nature of bourbon, that you can only use the barrel once and then you have to have a new one, bourbon barrels get used for tons of things, whiskey being one of them. Um, but also a lot of beers are uh, aged in bourbon barrels. That's because there is a glut of bourbon barrels. Now, that said... Most of these big bourbon producers are owned by multinationals. Uh, Basil Hayden's, I think, is technically a product of, I think, Jim Beam. I could be wrong about that, but I think they're, they're technically Jim Beam. And, like, Jim Beam is going to be owned by somebody like Diageo or one of those guys. Um, it's probably part of a bigger conglomerate. The problem then is they own those barrels, and so they just move them around between their properties. So the bourbon barrels go to the whiskey distilleries after they've been bourbonized, or they go to the, you know, the, the port producer. Anyway, they move their barrels around. So it's actually a bit of a closed loop. It can be, despite the fact that there are so many, it can actually be challenging to get them, although it's getting better, um, as the popularity of, for instance, beer getting barrel-aged has, has increased. Uh, that said, Bourbon, often made with corn, a lot of corn, um, to a lesser extent, malt and rye, we discussed that, has to be put in a fresh barrel. What does that mean? It means it's oaky as hell, because a fresh barrel that's been freshly coopered is like bursting with oak. So bourbons get mellowed out by the, the barrel, but they also take on a lot of that woody characteristic, which imparts oak flavors and vanilla. 
Um, it's not actual vanilla. It's vanillins, I think is the word. But it's the same compounds that, that uh, not all of them, but a lot of the flavor compounds in vanilla that make vanilla vanilla are also present in roasted oak, strangely. Uh, so you get vanilla notes. There are bourbons that have more and less of that characteristic, but they pretty much all have it. It's, it's, it's actually one of the ways that you can really easily tell the difference between, say, like a sour mash whiskey and a bourbon is if it's notably vanilla-y, it's probably a bourbon. So there's your little lesson. Not always true for people who are screaming right now and you want to tell me I drink this bourbon and it doesn't taste like vanilla. Hey, cool. It's entirely possible. I'm just telling you. As a generalization, bourbons tend to be vanilla and, and oaky because of the barrel thing. Uh, what else do you need to know about bourbon? I mean, it's hardcore. Who doesn't like drinking bourbon? Especially when your voice is already a little gravelly. I feel like I should have a smoke, too, and start singing Tom Waits. We sail tonight for Singapore. Anyway, um, bourbon. I do like it. It's one of my favorite types of whiskey. <laughs> I do like whiskey though, so that's a that's a that's a big list, and they're all neck and neck right at the top. Uh, I was gonna say except for, and then throw one under the bus, but I'm not. That would be mean. Japanese scotch. You heard it first here. Mm. So what do we always do? Well, we talk about the the product. We've done that. It's delightful. Uh, I told you even a little bit about uh, Basil Hayden's that I think it's owned by Jim Beam. I wonder if it says that on the label. Well, it's from Frankfort, Kentucky. Kentucky Springs Distilling is who makes it. It doesn't say. I think it's Jim Beam. Uh, what are you going to eat while you drink this? I mean, bourbon spirits in general, we don't typically think about like having with a meal. Unless you're having a burn supper. You might have a dram of whiskey or five with your haggis and neeps and tatties. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sure that there are places in the South where you go for barbecue and drink whiskey or bourbon with it and bless their souls. Good for them. Um, I just find with a meal, I kind of want something I can kind of like watch me drink this bourbon. That was maybe like 10 mil. Of bourbon. It's a sip. When I'm having a meal, I want to have a, a glug. Were you glugging? Like that. I want to be glugging. Uh, now, if that's not your case, definitely, especially because of the oak characteristics, this is going to go nice with uh, smoked meats of whatever sort. Southern barbecue, for sure. But anything that's done up on the on the grill probably going to go okay but i would tend to, and also and this is a little cultural because of how you know where i was raised and 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 that sort of thing but i always think of a, a spirit like that as more of like a of a digestive like an after dinner you're going to have it with your dessert and of course it's going to go real real good with a variety of things i, I already mentioned that there was characteristics in this that tasted a bit like uh like a christmas pudding um, or figgy pudding, if you prefer. Uh, that would obviously work really well because they're complementary. Figgy pudding typically has brandy in it, um, so they're a bit different in that sense, but it's going to work, trust me. But it's actually a bit of a like a, a poor man's, by, by no means a worse for that, uh, Christmas pudding. How do you guys all feel about um, 
Come in. Come in. Sticky toffee pudding. Yeah? Do you know what I'm talking about, guys? Now, for a lot of North Americans, and I count myself as one of them because that's what my passport says, and I'm not going to draw lines right now, guys. They're having enough trouble down there without Canadians being high and mighty about the fact that <laughs> we're Canadians. We're all North Americans. We're in this together for parts of it. And, and for this part, we're together. When we talk about pudding, we typically mean a milk-based... Um, what are we going to call that? Milk-based... It's a dessert. <laughs> it's... Um, it's, 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 what is that? Like glop? <laughs> uh, it's generally thickened with uh, gelatin or some sort of other uh, egg type thing. It's thick. <laughs> it's like ice cream that's not frozen. <laughs> like, what do we call this? It's pudding. Do you know what pudding is? I just went to describe it and I don't know how to, what, what the hell do you call that? It's pudding. In the UK, pudding just means dessert. Funny enough, in German, Fleisch, which means meat, can mean meat specifically, but it can also just mean like food. And pudding in the UK just means dessert or sweet thing to have. Pudding. Our pudding is, you normally get it out of a jello pudding envelope and you whisk together the milk and the powder and then you set it in the fridge and it thickens into this. Again, what consistency do we call that? I don't know, thick. You can spoon it. It's, it's in soft peaks, if you know about that. Anyway, what the hell was I talking about this for? Oh yeah, sticky toffee pudding. It's not pudding, guys. It's not pudding. It's not like what we would have in a bowl. Sticky toffee pudding is the British use of the term pudding, as in dessert. And what it is, is it's a cake that's made with figs, among other things, but a lot of figs. It's, so it's like, a, it's like a very dense cake. Quite low, you know, it's not, it's not tall. It's not a layer cake. It's, it's just one layer. And uh, beautiful cake, though. And then that, it, they take a square of it, and they put it on your plate, and they douse it in a caramel sauce. And it's as good as that sounds. Amazing. And it goes real good with spirits. Again, with this specifically, because sticky toffee pudding has, like, figs and, and other dried dark fruits in it, you're getting the, um, I want to say juxtaposition, not the juxtaposition. You're getting a complementary flavor. Um, also, depending on what the cake is made out of, you might actually get some characteristics. For instance, you might want to make it with a little rye that'd be all right like rye flour you might want to make it with some rye spirits too go ahead put that in the sauce put this in the sauce it'd be great that's what you want to do mm. that was a really roundabout way to say what are you going to eat while you have this delicious bourbon mm. sticky toffee pudding that's what you want that's what you're going to have where can you get this the lcbo of course the only place in ontario that we can buy spirits other than distilleries is the lcbo and that's where you buy this. So you can also get it in Kentucky. What did I say? Somewhere. Fremantle? No, Frankfurt. That's what it was. Frankfurt, Kentucky. Bless their souls. I'd love to go down and do a, a bourbon. I would love to ride my motorcycle down through the Smoky Mountains and down into the south 
and go to some bourbon distilleries. That'd be amazing, but uh, ain't happening soon because in that context, we're not in this together. Y'all are on your own. We're going to stay up here, build a wall. We're going to make walls great again. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for the bourbon, guys. I hope you get through this one. Hmm. Anywho, I am sorry to my American friends. You're having a rough go right now. It's not, it's not fun for anybody, trust me. Uh, so, what else do we have going on? Not a lot. Not a lot going on. It is my birthday in two days. Sorry, my head's itchy. Got it. The big 4-0, guys. Who knew? Where did that come from? I've been asked now by a couple of people, how do I feel about it? I think I feel like any other birthday. I always get a little weirded out around my birthday. I don't transition well, but I don't feel like 40 is particularly worse. I know you're supposed to, but I don't know. Maybe 45 will feel bad. I hope not. I had a bunch of goals. Not a bunch. I had three or four. They're on my phone, so I can't tell you. Um, I remember a couple of them, but I had to postpone a bunch because two of them at least involved physically being in the United States. And, well, as noted, that ain't happening. So they became 41 goals. But, but anyway, other than that, that's it. I don't know. 40, it's fine. It's fine. I don't feel 40. I think that's the biggest thing. I think if I woke up on Wednesday morning and suddenly felt like old and boring or something, that would be different. But I find that pretty improbable. I think we're going to be fine, guys. And I'll be here next. This is my last podcast as a not 40-year-old. Next Monday will be my first podcast as a 40-year-old. Here's the difference. As per Jack Johnson, when I sing A Pirate Looks at 40 by Jimmy Buffett... I sing the lyric, I'm an under 40 victim of fate. Jimmy Buffett sings, I'm an over 40 victim of fate. So in two days, I'm going to have to start singing over 40 victim of fate. And I'm all right with that. Jack Johnson's over 40, so maybe he should change it too. Is he? I think he is. I think he's older than I am. We're going to search that right now. Jack Johnson, not NHL. Jack Hody Johnson. Oh, yeah, he's way over. He's 45. Dude was born in 75. Look at that smile, though. What a guy. Love Jack Johnson. Jack Hody Johnson. What a middle name. Hody. Never heard that one before. It's like Cody, but with an H. Uh, so what's going on? Well, my birthday, and you can get into that. Oh, I would be remiss not to mention that at the party that we had on Saturday, we had a keg of the Nanbe from Godspeed, which is their Oktoberfest Marzen beer. And <laughs> it was something. If you like an Oktoberfest lager, and you should, it actually reminded me of this bourbon in, in some ways. Grainy and lovely, some warmth to it. Mm anyway we had that and it was delightful it is available in cans right now at godspeed on coxwell i have to take back the empty keg tomorrow and i might pick up a few more cans of that it was that good they also just printed out uh branded masks not like godspeed brand masks but masks with prints on them reminiscent not reminiscent literally of the labels of some of their most popular beers so if you want uh, a cool mask that looks like a godspeed can they've got them and you can buy one I think they're 10 bucks a bop, which is pretty good. I'm a fan of the, they call it the neck gator or the buff. I like those. They work for me. But if you're an over-the-year mask person, 
Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Swing by Godspeed. Get some Oktoberfest beer. Now, Godspeed, because they are nothing if not amazing people, uh, have actually chosen to close their uh, dining area again, uh, both indoors and patio, uh, because the numbers are going crazy right now in Toronto. Again, nothing like you guys in the States. But we're not doing good is the point. And they've decided to shut it down before they get told to shut it down. So good on you guys, Godspeed, because that is a brave decision. They do still have their retail store open, so you can pick up beer, curbside pickup, delivery, you name it, they're doing it. They're also doing a pickup Thanksgiving dinner, which is going to be their, uh, it's their karage, which is Japanese uh, fried chicken. Mm -hmm. Except it's going to be turkey you get four pounds of Japanese fried turkey and then like a bunch of their other good stuff. I can't even remember. I just remember seeing four pounds of Japanese karage turkey, uh, which sounds pretty cool. So if you're in Toronto and maybe you're not getting together with the family because you don't want to kill grandma uh, and you just want a quiet night in, you can order this off Godspeed. I would suggest looking them up. It looks fantastic. If like me, you don't eat turkey, just buy some of their beer. It's also fantastic. And also remember what I told you a few weeks ago. Thanksgiving coming up, I'm pretty sure Sawdust probably still has some Limberlost, and that is going to be magic with your turkey dinner. So look up that one. Nice blueberry sour ale. Whew, that was a good one. Like that. That would go good with this bourbon, too. Everything's going good with this bourbon. Maybe it's just the bourbon. Mmm. Anyway, that's what we got. Check out Godspeed. They're doing tons of good stuff. This show not brought to you by Godspeed, but it could be. I'd be fine with that. I'm fine doing it for free because I love those guys a whole lot. Uh, Basil Hayden's uh, Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey available at the LCBO, and I would highly, highly recommend it if you're looking for an American uh, whiskey. Of course, here in Canada and Ontario, you can't do much better than Dylan's, can you? Collingwood gives it a run. I like that Collingwood a lot. And there are others. Dylan's is pretty good. Uh, so check those guys out as well. Highly, highly recommend. If you're not into the spirits, why not? I mean, I know it's there's a bit of sticker shock. I think these guys are, well, I don't want to say because it was a gift, but I know roughly how much it cost. You know, it's it's more than a can of beer, but it lasts you longer. Maybe more than 10 times as long. And then it all works out. So Give yourself a little treat, maybe, coming up to Thanksgiving. By the way, if you're listening in the States, Thanksgiving in Canada is next weekend. It's, it's uh, six days away. Uh, I know you guys do it in November. Weird. Hmm. I know you've also been doing it longer, so maybe you're right and we're wrong, but golly, I like it in October. It doesn't feel like Christmas yet. Anyway, uh, that's what we're doing. Get some spirits into you, some bourbons nice, rye, pretty good. Obviously, scotch whiskey, hard to beat. Get an Ardbeg. Something out of the islands. Oh, yeah. Now you're cooking. Anyway, uh, I'm dragging this on because I want to sit here and drink more bourbon. But I also want to go hang out with my wife, who is watching on Instagram right now. Bless her soul. And believe it or not, there's a little post-production I have to do after this is finished. So I don't just get to get up and walk over there. With that in mind, have yourselves a good night. Take care of each other. If you're in Toronto, please remember our numbers are going stupid. Um, so... Let's just take it easy this week, okay, guys? Got to get these numbers down. If you're somewhere else and your numbers are going stupid, um, do the same. If you live in Auckland, New Zealand, congratulations, guys. You're doing it right. We're proud of you. The whole world's looking to you angrily, not letting people into your beautiful country.
we know what's happening. Anyway, uh, that's it. We're going to go. I'm going to go. You go. Have a good night. Drink some spirits. Drink some beer. We love you. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Bye.